is Busted Business Bureau. I'm Christian Borky. This podcast is produced by the Lincoln Lodge, which is a comedy theater and nonprofit in Chicago, Illinois. You can find my podcast on patreon.com slash bustedbizbureau. If you click on the episode and read the title, yeah, I'm sure you know that the subject matter is going to be a bit more heavy than usual. And so to remedy that, I brought in two clowns. <laughs> We're about to say some stuff that will get us arrested. So it's Amy Doe and Blender Blewett again, everybody. Hello. Did you get enough of us? I knew. I knew. I knew. You, we're back. If yeah. you, if we've never me. left, actually. Gang, 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 gang. They've been trapped in the studio the whole time. <laughs> I live here now. If you're an old listener, you'll recognize them from the Monsanto season, where we were all in here for like eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, hard time. <laughs> I would do it again. You two have done your time on this podcast, yeah. and I'm back for more, baby. Hey. Oh, Where's yeah. my son? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So the... (laughs) What? The title of this episode is The School Shooting Safety Industry. (laughs) Yikes. I did tell you both going in. I know, but when we say it out loud, it's like... It's like, oh, jeez. The Uh, fact that there's the word industry after that is bad. Dare I say bleak. Yeah. I'm aware that not all my listeners hail from the USA, but also even as someone who lives here, there's still like a lot I don't know about school shootings, mm-hmm. and so I want to you know start the episode with like data on it, talk about that sort of thing. My general understanding, and by that I mean uh, what Twitter tells me, is that we're the only country in the world with this sort of shooting problem. Um, yeah. The general understanding is that it's getting worse every year. I wanted to look into that a little bit, but remember, first and foremost, I'm a 25-year-old podcaster. I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> so, um, that's how we're going to start start the episode but first let me get a temperature check mm. um school shootings did you guys do like lockdown drills when you yeah. were in school yeah <laughs> I feel let me like get a temperature check on school shootings <laughs> real quick good or bad uh, where you stand <laughs> um so i think hi um I, <laughs> I think school shootings are bad great um did you do lockdown drills or i did many were they called active shooter drills or lockdown drills both so okay. there were two different kinds. Oh. Um, and they happened very frequently. Um, and because the strip mall that was next to my school would regularly be shot up. Okay. Like once every couple months. Okay. Um, and like one time the person like fled in the school's general direction and like it was, you know, um, freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple years after I graduated, there was like actually somebody brought a gun to school. Mm-hmm. Um so school shootings are bad did you notice a change over time from when you were in like elementary school this is for both of you Mm. um yeah for sure on the come up um i don't think i really internalized why it was getting worse i just assumed that like that was how it was like the drills also got more intense as like you got older Mm -hmm. like that's just something that i assumed was true um in terms of drills fire drills um, in like elementary school and then earthquake drills in elementary school and also lockdown drills in elementary school. But I remember that they were very watered down. Mm-hmm. Like um, Mr. Lee, my kindergarten teacher, would just kind of close all the blinds, lock the, lock the doors and then just say we would have to like sit quietly. Mm-hmm. And then that. Did you sit in your desks? No, on the floor, okay. on our squares. Squares? <laughs> yeah, we're just like sitting patiently during a lockdown drill. No, carpet yeah. squares. Yeah, carpet squares? In, in, pre- in like kindergarten, yeah. They couldn't just, they didn't have the money to, 
support schools. Y'all should have a full, <laughs> y'all should have a full carpet. No, it was a rug that was separated into squares with lines on the rug. Okay. And so oh each goodness. of us would be assigned like a rainbow color and you would go sit on your square. This is so involved. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. No lines were saved. <laughs> 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 um, but then over high school, there would be earthquake drills, fire drills, mm. and then the lockdown or active shooter drills w- got a lot more intense. It was like, get away from the windows, like get under your desk um, and like don't talk. And then faculty would walk around the school and like rattle the door handles okay um to strike fear in our hearts yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um so yes to answer your question they did get more intense blue yourself thanks uh i'm from indiana so we didn't have none of that we were just like hey good luck Hey, bring bring your own if you're worried about it. Yeah. Oh my god! So, yeah, we have squares. BYU. We have all that fancy shit. <laughs> Did they get more intense uh, during your schooling? Quite literally, no. There was no difference other than like more military recruiters would be at lunch. <laughs> Indiana's a different space, y'all. We was like, no, fight terrorists, have guns, join the military. That was the whole thing. Great. (laughs) I remember in college, like my friends and I were sitting around having a conversation and um, my friends who were like from Florida would like go through metal detectors before they went to school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was the first time I heard about something that intense. Um, Yeah. But I remember thinking that was like wild. Well, you're about to hear some things that are way more intense. (laughs) Shit. Let's get into it. So first I want to talk about the data on school shootings. Because again, the the cultural understanding is that they are getting worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That said, the data on actually tracking school shootings is incredibly noisy, which Hmm. I did not realize. What do you mean noisy? As in, okay, the thing that you brought up earlier about mm-hmm. like your, the strip mall next to your school, there were gunmen, and then someone like fled onto your campus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that classified as a school shooting or not? Because right. you know that yeah. sort of thing. Um, sure. There's, you know, take these two examples. All right, uh, one of my friends was going to school at high school in Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and a kid like brought a gun to school and shot two of two people and then himself oh right like what is considered a school shooting yeah. yeah i have another friend who is a teacher at a preschool who a kid who was like 7 brought a gu- and this is like in chicago brought mm. a gun to school in his backpack and it accidentally discharged and then like some shrapnel from the floor like kind of vaguely wounded another kid the kid's fine mm-hmm. um these two events are they both classified as school shootings mm. how do we like track that mm. sort of thing is suicide a school shooting like suicide yeah. on school grounds um there's a lot of variables when mm-hmm. it comes to actually like, tracking what is a school shooting. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with mass shootings, actually. Uh, yeah. For gun gun violence prevention or nonprofits, always kind of have to tell people like mass shootings, like in the world, they consider all mass shootings mass shootings as far as like, hey, if you have a gun and you do a drive-by, they consider that a mass shooting. But mm-hmm. we also think of that differently than if someone went to a mall and shot a bunch of people randomly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, like statistics-wise, those would fall into the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they are very much different and you would address both issues very differently. Very yeah. that. So I, I when I say like the data is noisy and it's hard to quantify mm-hmm. a relatively rare, rare event, I'm not saying that it's not a problem. I'm just saying it is hard to understand the exact statistics that we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. With this in mind, looking at various data sets with different me- methodologies, i.e. like one study only takes incidents where people were wounded or killed, or this other one takes all examples, including even like reports of a kid brandishing a gun at school mm-hmm. as like a school shooting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the data seems clear that the number of active shooting 
um, like resulting in deaths has not substantially increased. Mm. Um, the number of non-active shootings has increased dramatically. Like okay. kid, like a kid oh. bringing a gun to school. So there are more people bringing more guns to school, but, but the, the amount of people dying is not necessarily increasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, again from a twenty-five-year-old podcaster, like trying <laughs> to understand yeah. different sides of right. that. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I'm going to link it all in the in the thing. But that's mm-hmm. my understanding from what I found in the research. Sure. Okay. Um, which again, it is very noisy. And the thing is, there's a sense that gun violence in schools has increased dramatically, but truly you can make the data say whatever you want. Right. Like if you're a pro-gun activist, you can look at the number of like deaths or like amount of active shootings that result mm-hmm. in da-da-da and say like it hasn't substantially increased. Mm-hmm. Like there is no problem, mm-hmm. you know. Um, or you can like take every single instance and be like, it's getting worse and worse and worse, yeah. like ballooning yeah. in such a way. The data is like overwhelming. So again, I don't say this to imply that there isn't a problem. I said it to emphasize that it's a complicated problem. Mm-hmm. With yeah. different solutions, like you're saying, Bluid. Yeah. Um, this episode is going to look at the way that the private sector has tried to intervene in this problem. <laughs> because oh, school security, as it's called, metal detectors, security cameras, wow. heavy doors, easy door barricades, make up an estimated $3.1 billion industry. God, <laughs> yeah. dang. With a B. That was a um, study done. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head what's, what study did it. But um, this does not even include stuff like bulletproof backpacks, Kevlar hoodies, or other personal items that like oh. people buy. Bulletproof backpacks? Oh, well, again, into it um the 3.1 billion dollar figure comes from like just what schools and universities are spending Hmm. and like grants from the government and yeah um so let's talk about the industry and really pick apart how it continues to grow and thrive (laughs) they both just made a face and christine made a face too i i wish if you haven't watched these on youtube like you really should because every single person went (laughs) also we look hot oh my god hey, I, i'm yeah. glad someone said it because we all do look fucking sexy it's true. um blender has this hoodie that yeah. they made that is just studded and the, the uh, they're wearing all black and they Dang. have <laughs> 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 gold brooches and and how that matches yeah. like the the hood and, and then the fur and, and then, then the and then amy has a sweater with a keyhole in it <laughs> breathe <laughs> i'm like a kid talking about my dream that i have a dream where you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk products. I want to start with an incredibly cunty article I read in Bloomberg. Oh, my God. <laughs> From July 22, titled, The Free Market Responds to America's School Shootings. Hey. By Ben Schott. It's an incredibly scathing article describing different companies' solutions to school solutions. shootings. <laughs> All with pretty insane price tags. <clears throat> Quote, For schools that can't afford the $5,700 for a bullet-resistant classroom door from Covenant Security Equipment, cheaper options include the $299 Teacher Lock 2 from School Safety Solutions. Teacher Lock 2? Quote, lockdown is achieved in less than three seconds. The $85 sleeve from Fighting Chance Solutions, which, quote, overcomes the challenges of securing outward-swinging classroom doors in a matter of seconds. The $75 Lockdown 1 from Nightlock. Um, Defender Children and Nonprofit sells safe space security devices that each cost between $7,000 and $9,000. What are they? You can get... We'll talk about it. Um, It's like basically a safety vestibule. Like that you install in your classroom that's like also bulletproof. And then you can buy, I'm going uh, like off script, I guess. You can also buy kits that have like buckets and wipes and like supplies were you to be trapped in there for a long time with like kids that need to go to the bathroom. Damn. Bleak. When. You gonna be shitting in the vestibule? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you broke bitches better fucking (laughs) get some other shit. Bulletproof poop. <laughs> <laughs> Bulletproof plumbing in the vestibule. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> shitting in the vestibule. <laughs> and you would have to shit for all your classmates too. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Yo, when God. also the FBI <laughs> estimates that most school shootings last like under five minutes, yeah. like the actual event mm-hmm. itself. Uh, so uh, this is just, even if, I don't oh, even. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> like, you're not gonna need to shit in the vestibule. You're not gonna need to shit Just in the vestibule. Just hold it for five, six minutes. You can also get a. Well, they are locked down for longer. Like oh. you know, the actual shooting event, like someone's brought a gun to school, right. and is actually shooting. Nice that usually lasts like less than five minutes. The actual like, because even um the friend who works at the school where the kid brought the mm-hmm. gun, like they were locked down like for the afternoon, you know, because yeah. it was like trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess you know. Maybe in fairness, maybe someone will shit in the vestibule. Yeah, I'm walking it back. <laughs> hey, I'll still. This say is it's like gross. doomsday prepping. Yes, but for like an extremely specific situation. You can get a four thousand two hundred dollar bulletproof whiteboard from Security Pro what USA. F- what? What? To get just like a couple extra seconds or like just one extra chance, one extra <laughs> line of defense. Oh my god. Um, this is back to Shots article. But for ultimate peace of mind, classrooms can be filled with a bulletproof panic room for one thousand dollars per student or teacher. Shelter in place will anchor into the floor, the room within a room, the vestibule, um, complete with air filtration, security cameras, and backup power that is capable of withstanding attacks from quote every gun that's ever been used in a school shooting and then some Yikes, it may be and then some says it's gonna be two to a vestibule for me cause that's that's a lot <laughs> I need Billy and Sammy to link up <laughs> You can also get $147 Toffee Packs transparent backpacks, which include a 12 by 16 inch ballistic insert that comes in the following colors. Black, camo, school, or patriotic. School? School? school. What's school colored? I actually don't know what school colored is, and I f- I'm devastated that I didn't look it up. <laughs> I'm assuming patriotic is like a flag. Yes. Shouts. <laughs> and it comes with this advice, this bulletproof backpack. Quote, important note. Parents, if your child has a ballistic shield in his or her backpack, please instruct your child to not disclose this to other children in the classroom or at school. In the event of an imminent shooting threat, your child's backpack could be taken by another student. <gasps> I still don't That's quite know the... what a ballistic shield is. It's like a bulletproof insert. Yeah. So like a... you could like you know if someone like comes in your classroom and you like mm. you know put it over your head or whatever like you have a, oh. a better chance at not dying from a gunshot wound because it's just like okay. extra protection. Yikes! That's awful. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I feel like that's the first thing I'm doing is telling people. Right. Like don't ever think you got me because <laughs> you don't know where I got ballistic shields. <laughs> company that makes like <laughs> bulletproof hoodies for kids to wear at schools i didn't yeah. include it in the script but it's like this like women-led startup <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like save our children okay. or like only protect your child at your school like it's like not even it's not an institutional Amen. or individual solution to safety it's just yeah. like helping people panic buy more things support women in stem <laughs> Oh, God. You said this is the worst thing you've ever heard, and we're like, what, 15 minutes on the podcast at most? I promise you it's only going to get worse, Amy. Oh, Siri, play uh, Hannah Montana's The Climb. Wow, I was thinking a completely different song. I was thinking Hannah Montana, but by Migos. Hannah Montana what? You never heard Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. No. Wow. Well, (laughs) I've revealed myself as the only black person. (laughs) The... (laughs) <laughs> Cats out of the bag. 
Oh, I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I forgot that we were supposed to start every single one of these by um, talking through our demographics. Who <laughs> 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 we are here to appeal to. <laughs> so the target audience, <laughs> my target audience <laughs> is me. <laughs> if I may take a mini dive into a completely random company from this okay. product list that I just okay. listed to you, let's look no further than Fighting Chance Solutions. And again, I picked a completely random one. I hate that name. Okay. Yeah. Right? One look at this website is like the bleakest fucking look into dystopia imaginable. Oh. Written line by line, like a fucking telegraph, because it's about the teachers that made this website. Mm. <laughs> Here is how they sell their products to you. Why you need the sleeve, which is the thing you put in the outward swinging doors, so that way, because yeah. you need to like lock outward swinging doors from the outside in most uh-huh. like industrial buildings. So if you put the sleeve in, then like it's locked. Okay. Mm. okay. From the inside. From the inside. Yeah. Okay. Why you need the sleeve? Schools, offices, and other commercial buildings have outward swinging doors equipped with a door arm. In fair weather, this is awesome. It makes this is so fucking annoying. <laughs> it makes it easier for people in wheelchairs to enter and exit, and it helps in fire emergencies. But there's one big problem: most outward swinging doors can only lock from the outside. If there's an active shooter around, someone will have to get out to the hallway and expose themselves to the lo- to lock the door. This is far from ideal. It's downright putting your life on the line. To combat both of these issues, Fighting Chance Solutions invented the sleeve. With the sleeve, <laughs> you can hide safe and sound. the sleeve TM? It, there's no TM okay. that I'm aware of. Yes. Is it capitalized? The, it is absolutely capitalized. Okay. The poor man's TM. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the teacher uh, putting this website copy together didn't know how to, how yeah, to copy and paste the TM. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's like three extra steps on Microsoft Word. <laughs> Our schools are underfunded. Yeah, <laughs> like this, you have to go to the symbols section. It's a whole ordeal. <laughs> To combat both these issues, Fighting Chance Solutions invented the sleeve. With the sleeve, you can hide safe and sound when there's a shooter on the loose. Built from 12-gauge carbon steel, the sleeve is way stronger than your belt, a rope, or anything you can tie a dorm arm with. You won't have to tie a knot uh, that your life depends on. And the best part? You can barricade your door in as little as two seconds. No fine motor skilled required. It is spelled wrong on the website. Oh. <laughs> the moment you hear a gunshot, all you have to do is slip this in quietly and hunker down. It will keep you safe long enough for the authorities to arrive. So that's the first one. The second oh. one, this is the one that is like genuinely devastating to me. It's the rampart bar. So it's like a bar that you basically put on the ground and it connects to the door handle so that way like okay. someone can't get in. Yeah. Mm. We get it. There are a lot of door security bars on the market. Oh. oh. And most of them are a lot cheaper than the rampart. Why would you put this on your website? <laughs> but ask yourself this. If there's a serial killer outside your house and all you have is cheap, flimsy $20 door bar, how would you feel? We bet you'd wish you had the rampart. What? <laughs> what is this? this Step is into so... my world. Like, yeah. welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> like, this is fear mongering. Yes. 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 Everyone Google fear mongering <laughs> and you will see that I am correct. Siri, <laughs> please define fear mongering. <laughs> this line gets at the culture behind these companies. Like, how are they able to make any money with marketing that is objectively garbage? We get it. There's a lot of other door security bars in the market that are a lot cheaper than our product. That is bad marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this company, like, is pretty big and they're, you know, they're not doing poorly. Mm-hmm. Um and I really need to emphasize that it is, once again, line by line. Like, when I was ending a sentence, it starts a new sentence on the website. You have to scroll down so long to just get the fucking uh, point. Really? No. Oh, like, once again, like, Wix design was not in <laughs> the manual. <laughs> this is HTML happening here. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
now, with the proliferation of these companies comes, as we've talked about, an industry. Mm. And you can't have a tech industry without having like a fucking expo, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this expo that's in Florida from 2018, five months after the Valentine's Day shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland. This article is called Armored School Doors, Bulletproof Whiteboards, and Secret Snipers. It's from the Washington Post. Secret Snipers. (laughs) We'll get to it. Waiters in white button-downs poured glasses of Chardonnay and served meatballs wrapped in bacon. In one corner, guests posed with colorful boas and silly hats at a photo booth, and a band played Jimmy Buffett covers to the rhythm of a steel drum. Wow. At one booth, two gray-haired men were selling a 300-pound ballistic whiteboard, adorned with adorable animal illustrations, and pocked with five bullet holes that cost more than $2,900. Holy God. Elsewhere at the July conference, vendors peddled tourniquets, pepperball guns, threaded into every pitch just five months after Parkland was the implication that their product or service would make students safer. That if purchased, it might save a life. Oh, no. What is the sense that we're getting at uh, at this expo right now? Um, dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Buffett? Oh, <laughs> Steel drum? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know that so there are, like, laws about how, like, what is fair marketing I wonder, like, is there anything that has to do with, like, the ethics of, like, pulling at people's, like, fear in this kind of way? This feels real nasty. Let me read you um, another quote. Standing next to his company's 2,500-pound aluminum frame vestibule, Justin Kuhn recalled a meeting in Indiana with one district's head of school safety who noted that the price tag for Kuhn's entire system seemed steep. Quote, if you think $500,000 is expensive, go down to Parkland, Florida and tell 17 <gasps> people $500,000 is expensive. Oh my that's, fucking God. That's $29,000 a kid, he recalled saying. Jesus Christ! Every person would pay $29,000 a kid to have their kid alive. Oh my God. So they're not being quiet about it. Not at all. That's the quiet part out loud, you know? Of just saying, this is he our He mar- did the math. He did the math, which is just... That's wild. Devastating, right? And, like, how... Like, there's no way to, like, talk back to that. Right? Okay, so I had this point later, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the cuff. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. Any normal market, uh, assuming we have a free market and that's not a fucking monopoly, which... Uh, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, beauty products or games or whatever... Generally, consumers can choose the price point by all collectively deciding, like, I'm not going to pay more than $12 for a lipstick. You know, yeah. if I see a $15 lipstick, I'm not buying it, for example. Yeah. The market then responds to that and is like, okay, people aren't buying our $15 lipsticks. We're going to make it $12. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things like, for example, health insurance or mm-hmm. school shootings, there is no, you can't put a price point on your own life or your right. child's yeah. life. And so it is unfairly stacked in the deck of the people who are making these products. Yeah. Because, yeah, that fear is very real. You will pay anything to keep your child alive or have a chance to keep your child alive. Yeah. And so it's just an unfair market that we're dealing with. Right. Just nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Just ugly. And the fact that you went on the Washington Post and you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is what I said. (laughs) Like, no. I have no shame about this. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, what are you going to do? Say, you know, I would not pay $29,000. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's literally no way to say that in response yeah. to that and mm-hmm. then, like, be okay as a school safety administrator. Yeah, because if you're on record saying that, then, like, uh, good fucking luck right. responding yeah. to parents on that one. Yeah. And I am adopted. That is about the rate. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
going right for Your parents child. paid $29,000 for you? It's a lot. Whoa. I mean, it's not like all at once. <laughs> I'd have to do the math. But it's a lot. Because you got, you know, there are court fees. There's all the whole um, thing. There's no raising a human being. Man. <laughs> That is expensive. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could go and advise Justin Kuhn to add to his pitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> adopt a child. <laughs> Here's we'll Let's talk about the most harebrained one that I want to spend quite a bit of time unpacking. The okay. harebrained scheme from this expo in Florida. Uh-oh. Okay. So we're still at the expo in Florida. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy there. Buffett is playing. Okay. There's like, okay, I'll read you a different quote. This is not the thing I wanted to get to. Um, Paul No is quoted as saying, this is brand new. This is our first show. Um, he'd come to sell a high-tech armored classroom door that, for the price of $4,000, he claimed could stop bullets, identify the weapon, photograph the shooter, and notify police. Whoa. All within the door. That's like a smart fridge door. Remember that <laughs> one person that tweeted from their fridge? <laughs> <laughs> what if you could tweet from your bulletproof class? Y'all seen Smart House from Disney? <laughs> no. It's like that. <laughs> Is that like the cool version of Monster House? (laughs) (laughs) The cool version. (laughs) Is there a cool version of Monster House? Monster House is already pretty plenty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tweet from the school shooting door. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. I think it can be done. (laughs) 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 What door got your tongue? Oh, that would be so funny. What if it's... Do you remember like, when, like, when you would tweet and be like, tweet it from your iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> tweet it from the what? Is there like a product name for this door? Oh, there probably is. I didn't put it down. <laughs> Super Stopper Door 5000. <laughs> the bright yellow one that he put on display had been shot 57 times. Oh, my God. <laughs> We get it. We <laughs> get what if the door tweets out bang? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the door is like, put me out of my misery. <laughs> it's like that Big Ben account <laughs> that tweets bong every time Big Ben goes. Out. Door is like, I pray for death, but it never comes. <laughs> bong, bong, bong. <laughs> I said it at brunch. This is the episode that's getting us canceled. <laughs> I feel it. Wow. <laughs> Lowercase bang. This is this is the new dead horse. It's uh, like <laughs> hello. <laughs> no, no horses are hurt in the making. No, of the no it's like you get, stop being a dead horse. Like stop <laughs> shooting this fucking door. Stop shooting the big door. <laughs> Why is it yellow? <laughs> uh, that's so ugly. to make it child friendly because a bunch of these, like I said earlier, that's like have color. like animal stickers and like cute little elementary school stuff on it like it's the cognitive dissonance here is astonishing it's psychological warfare it's awful black mirror yeah so anyway the harebrained scheme that I wanted to talk about I'm glad that I circled back to that quote and didn't skip it (laughs) because look at what happened the most harebrained scheme is that there's this guy who wants to sell a specific service to all parents at the school for $8.99 a month each, a Netflix model for school safety. Yikes. Here's what you'll be paying for. And mind you, this article is also pretty cunty about it, the Washington Post. <clears throat> Jordan Godot is his name. Jordan Gordo is his name. Quote, okay. I saw Parkland and I was like, well, no one's really tackling this, so I wanted to fix it. No. Jordan Gordo explained at the Expo in Florida, where the state legislature had just committed more than a quarter billion dollars to school safety. Cunty, Washington Post. I love it. <laughs> the solution, Gordro concluded, was to embed former special operations agents posing as teachers inside schools. He argued that the benefits over resource officers were obvious. 
First, because the children wouldn't know who his guys really are, or that they're armed and adept at counterterrorism tactics, students would be more likely to open up to them, giving agents a chance to glean information that could expose a potential threat. What? Quote, he's just a, he's a cool shop teacher. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. Says Gorgio42, <laughs> envisioning a potential conversation with a child. No! I go, I go sit down with a kid who's alone playing Dungeons and Dragons. I just try to see whether, whether there's any problems. Uh, uh, Here's, okay, I need, I, I'm going to get deep into this. Okay. Uh, um, first of all, Dungeons and Dragons, as a reference in this context, that like of a loner nerd who's prone to violence, is so dated. Really? Yeah, this reference is the Satanic Panic of the '80s, where Dungeons and Dragons took a pretty large cultural yeah, hit. Yeah, no, it's like being on Reddit at age thirteen and yeah. going to R slash incel. That's yes. the red flag. <laughs> that is very that. If so, anything, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a very green flag. Well, um, yeah, importantly, you can't play Dungeons and Dragons alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously! What is he talking about? You quite literally need a group of friends to play Dungeons and Dragons. You need to be in community. All those loners playing Dungeons and Dragons. Alone together. <laughs> like, you need a built in. Fr- I tried playing with an improv group and it was fucking impossible because there's nine of us and we all did improv. Um, but the things that, like, the sessions that we did were so fucking fun. Yeah. And, like, I know a lot of cool people. It's, like, kind of coming back, like, mm-hmm. in the form of podcasts for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, especially during the pandemic. I was yes. playing it all the time. Yes. It was so fun. It's so fucking fun. So, th- this guy's 42. I don't know why his reference is that dated. Well. It's because he's clearly out of touch enough to decide that inputting SWAT agents into schools is gonna fix anything. And three, if an adult came up to me and, you know, using the reference of like, if I'm like a Reddit r slash incel dork, I would just rebuff them immediately, yeah. especially a roided out special ops troglodyte dying to exert an illusory form of masculinity yeah. by magically preventing a school shooting by being nice to me. Like, and also... <laughs> There's no way to tell if it worked. Uh-huh. That is... You know what? I'm going to return to that point later. Okay. Put a pin in that. Okay. Um, but yeah. And so the someone was standing next to him, and the Washington Post reporter was like, so you want to bill every single like student's parents $8.99 a month for this? And then the person next to him was like, well, we might like get some grants or like you know try to build the schools directly. And he was like, no, we want to bill the parents. <laughs> like Jesus. We want to do the subscription model for these fucking special ops agents. He believes this is going to work. <laughs> oh, my God. I understand the desire for parents to want to do something as like a group Mm -hmm. because of the lack of institutional support for their children's safety. I don't think having a SWAT teacher be in the wood shop is gonna do that. Importantly, it's doing a 21 Jump Street, basically. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. his and idea is 21 Jump Street. Uh, <laughs> the right? choices are either do nothing or make your child's education actively worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I feel like it's people's kind of natural response to like when something is a culture change rather than a quick fix solution thing. And like I get it, you know, you're a parent, you love, you know, you theoretically love your child. Uh, <laughs> but like yeah, like it's one of those things like this doesn't change unless the entire culture changes, which right. is not something that is going to happen overnight. So yeah. you have to make the decision whether you're going to be able to live with that fear and manage it or if you're going to try to distract yourself by doing shit like this yeah because it's an easy project to like raise money for these like security cameras that have a live police feed and it it's security theater you know it makes you feel safe it makes you you know Mm. whatever 
Um, I want to talk about the science behind if any of these products work. Okay. This is all like gratuitous, ostentatious, whatever have you. And also, I have a follow-up question to the doors. Great. <laughs> What's the... Well, if there's only one classroom in a whole school that has this door, then that feels weird. Well, yeah. So I'm assuming that every single door in the school would have to be that door. Very that. Which means multiply the cost of the door <laughs> by the amount of doors that are in the entire school. Yep. Because, mm -hmm. like, what are you going to do? Buy the bulletproof doors for the classrooms but not the staff lounge? Like, yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. Very that. Yikes. Yeah. The, the cost is, that's why it's a $3.1 billion industry. Yeah. Like, the cost is unbelievable right. for these sort of things. Yeah. So yeah. I like that it wasn't a question. That was a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I couldn't be, if I, was, if I was a kid today, I'd make so many bad jokes. If they, <laughs> if they got me a door but not the teachers, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> Rough on your side. <laughs> Were you actively hostile to your teachers as a kid? I was, I was kind of a little shit. They, <laughs> they liked me. Aww, <laughs> I, okay. I was, I was uh, on purpose sassy because that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just have such a cute face. Yeah. I, I don't understand how anyone can be mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see a photo of you when you were a kid because I, I don't one. think I've ever seen one. Pretty goddamn cute. Not gonna lie to you. All right, I'm gonna post on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild be way a to baby, promote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> so all of this like marketing is disgusting, right? But a yeah. lot of products have marketing that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. What makes this truly a busted business? Mm. Circling back to the guy who said that 29,000 isn't a lot or, you know, is a reasonable mm -hmm. number or whatever. Um, oh, fuck. This is the part where I had the thing about health insurance being a hostile market. <laughs> so uh, all of that said, when it comes to... Um, interrogating the claim of does it actually work? Do these mm -hmm. products work? Mm -hmm. Do these security cameras, bulletproof doors, alarm badges, etc. do anything to prevent mass deaths? Mm -hmm. To start with, <laughs> they quite literally cannot prevent school shootings. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, philosophically. Like, they are yeah. by design no. responses. I think it's pretty scientifically verifiable that there has been no substantial decrease in school shootings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat, um, everything here is responsive by design. Um, the live camera feeds to police stations, like, you know, call police and then they come. Whatever. There's also <laughs> a school in Indiana that has smoke cannons. <laughs> that, like, okay. Smoke cannons? So, like, if a shooter is, like, running around, the smoke cannons will deploy and it will disorient the shooter, I guess. But also... Uh, that just makes the shooter look cool. Let's go. Period. But also, it makes it harder to find anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes it harder for law enforcement to find the people there. Indiana anyway. said good vibes only. <laughs> like, oh, no. The smoke cannons in the ceilings don't, like, yeah. blast preventatively. And no. then the shooter's like, Wiley Coyote, like, oh, shucks. <laughs> like, next time. You know, like, they don't prevent it. Foiled again. So I know what you're screaming at your streaming devices right now, though. This tech mm. isn't meant to prevent the shooting. It's meant to mitigate mass disaster when the shooting does happen. Mm. And to that, I say, what a deeply cruel and unimaginative way of seeing the world in a time where, like you said, the I'm pointing at Blender, by the way, that the culture <laughs> would need to change. It is a deeply carceral unimaginative way to mm -hmm. view a solution to this problem mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever it's like seeing a shooting as inevitable mm -hmm. in a way that's really yeah. toxic and like actually doesn't do anything to fix the core problem mm -hmm. which is like access to mental health resources reducing access to guns period mm -hmm. and just like creates this culture of fear where 
yeah, like people just go to school assuming that at some point over the course of their education, there's going to be a hostile person with a gun at their school. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine, and I hope this isn't like a, a spoiler, but I'm just, my guess is the NRA has some kind of <laughs> some kind of fingertips in one of these pockets absolutely are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> um that's actually not a spoiler I, the nra is not mentioned once in this episode oh shit i know Sheesh. but does this technology prevent more deaths in theory there's never going to be an actual way to answer that question because you just like literally will never know however let's address the specifics of the technology right. let's really interrogate this claim we are okay. trying to prevent more kids from dying mm -hmm. right Let's talk about locked school doors. Spending tons of money on creating like only one entrance to the schools. Have you guys like set foot in schools as an adult? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I worked for like this touring children's theater company, and so like I, you know, have seen I've seen firsthand schools. Yeah. <laughs> Many of them. Many a school. They will spend all of this time and money on like double doors, like that. Like you have to buzz someone in, then they come mm. through the first one, then you buzz, and they come in the second one. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. um, spending tons of money on creating this one entrance um, does fall apart pretty quickly as it explained by an interviewee in a different Washington Post article. Quote, Lavareo say, said he was consulting on security with a school district that had recently spent more than $350,000 on excellent exterior door locks. He told them they wouldn't keep someone out and offered to test the system. Quote, I'll be in your school in five minutes, he said. Then he went around the building to a locked door, knocked, and a group of students let him in. Yeah. I didn't look like a threat, and they were nice kids. Mm. Even anecdotally, I used to work, you know, in children's touring theater. When we would, like, go through that first school entrance, you know, it was mm -hmm. all the rigmarole, all the whatever. But then when we were, like, loading in the props and sets. We just, like, propped a door yeah. open in the back. Yeah. You know, like, schools are dynamic and mm -hmm. ever-changing and fluid. Mm -hmm. There will just always be somebody who's coming in and out. Like, the yeah. only way to make a school, like harder for adults to get into than kids is to decrease the size of the door to the size of a child. Or make, or make it a prison. <laughs> I like that we went silly and then serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird thing. It's like if, you, if someone theoretically wants to commit a mass shooting at a school, it's not hard to find times in which they would not be in a classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? I don't know. Like, where's people's logic on that? Even in Parkland, the kid had, like, pulled the fire alarm five mm -hmm. minutes before dismissal. So, like, there were a bunch of people in the hallway, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, there's ways around this. Like, every single piece of technology, there is a way around. Yeah. I think is sort of the first point that's emerging. Um, but next, let's talk about alarm badges. There are these like there are these companies that sell badges to teachers. This is for the whole school, mm. and it's like a little fob, and you press the button, and then like it notifies police immediately. And like mm. sometimes it'll send a mass text to all the other teachers, being like, "There's an emergency," that mm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing: there's a pretty big story in Georgia, or is it? No, it's North Carolina about the alarm badge. Go home and raise up. Take your shirt off. <laughs> swing it around your head. Swing it like a helicopter. <laughs> Excuse me? It's a P.D. Pablo song. Shout out to P.D. Pablo. Wait, actually, wait, wait. Just forgot. He He's problematic. Oh, oh, no. Forgot. Oh, no. Forgot. Oh, Never no. mind. Okay, we'll just agree. Don't shout out P.D. Yeah. Pablo. Um, Although Freak Alik is still a good song. <laughs> Freak Alik, Sabrina, Keisha, Tanya. When they pressed the alarm badges, it didn't work. 
What? Whoa. Yeah. Um, they knew it was like just during a test, so nothing happened. The school district knew that the alarm badges didn't work and then continued just like throwing money at it, like desperate for it to work. And the point that I want to say is technology fails. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- the main thing I want to emphasize is that you're assuming all this advanced like facial recognition software or like gun detection, whatever, mm-hmm. or alarm badges or live streams will work, but they don't. I don't have time to get into every story and I'll like link them below, but there's swaths of anecdotal evidence out there that technology simply fails and human error is also a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at Parkland, the live stream to the police that they had, which they already had in their school, was delayed by 20 minutes. Oh my God. Whoa. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, a teacher at a public school tried pressing her alarm. It simply didn't work. In Uvalde, the lockdown emergency button was meant to send a message to all teachers, but one teacher who was wounded did not receive the text <gasps> message. Oh From God. ABC, quote, in addition, a teacher who saw the shooter approach the school with a gun closed a door to the school, but the door failed to lock, <gasps> allowing the shooter to enter. Notably, the authorities said this, and they like, always fucking lie. Oh. Um, so take it, take that claim with a grain of salt. There's yeah. also a different claim that, like, she left the door open. Mm. Either way, did the presence of the locked door help? No. no. <laughs> and they spent all that money on that fucking locked door. So here's what I w- really think. Not only is the fundamental business model predicated on policy failure to address national tragedy, Mm. but the science behind the product's effectiveness is just not there. Mm -hmm. Nearly every article I have linked in the description includes a blurb from someone, from like some renowned nonprofit, saying Mm -hmm. basically like we don't have the science to study this. Right. We don't have any of the numbers. And also assuming that a large building full of children is going to like to the letter be able to like have the same level of consciousness that these paranoid parents have Mm -hmm. is like assuming that everyone who buys Q-tips is going to read the label and the part of the label that says don't put them in your ears. Yeah, That was a call out for no fucking reason. (laughs) (laughs) And going back to you said the assumption that any of these schools have that kind of money is insane. It's ridiculous. Um, Talking about the science, the Dickey Amendment of 1996 effectively banned the CDC from studying gun violence as well. So that's a huge hurdle to actually trying to study efficacy. Oh, you guys didn't know this? No. Holy shit. I just referenced that because I thought everyone knew. Um, This is that guy all over again. Thomas Mitchell Jr. Yeah. Wait. Oh, <laughs> I, I got the reference <laughs> that I knew Thomas Midgley Jr. Nobody else did. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The Dickey Amendment, it basically, like it, it's literally said in the letter of law of Congress, like, do not divert any CDC funds to studying gun violence. And <laughs> the thing is, like, they I, I'm unclear legally what this means mm-hmm. year over year. But everyone at the CDC is just like scared to study gun violence for fear of losing their job, you know, because it's Sorry. not not forbidden I think right now again I'm not a legal scholar and this is like one sentence yeah. that I did not think I had to explain that's really weird <laughs> a, little, a little tidbit for y'all in Chicago almost every nonprofit considers gun violence a public health issue wow yeah. I didn't know that yeah I mean yeah <laughs> so weird so it's, so it's yeah, nice. extra devastating that the CDC is not literally not allowed to study gun violence. That's why like we have very little, um, like all the data I found on like literally how many school shootings happen. Mm-hmm. None of it's by the CDC. Like, there's no federal. Or, there's crazy. one like um, it was like the Rockefeller Institute I think that was commissioned mm-hmm. by the DOJ. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so even but like this, um, this this thing that stops the government from stepping in, I think, is also contributing to opening up room for like the industry to flourish. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the free market is responding to a problem, right? Yeah. That is not being addressed by the government mm-hmm. because of the NRA. Way. 
But even from like the anecdotal evidence, I want to say I know we have a lot of products in society that like don't work. But when a laptop or a mattress or glue doesn't work, typically these failures do not have someone's life on the line. Right. Mm. And we are using taxpayer dollars to line the pockets of these private companies because uh, a lot of schools can get grants to install these stupid ostentatious technology, including the Stop Violence Act, which was started in 2018. Um, in 2021, they doled out more than $125 million uh, to schools for like school security quote uh, this from the doj website quote it provides up to 75 percent of the funding for school safety measures in and around primary and secondary schools the 153 awards totaling almost 52 million are statutorily obligated to be used for coordination with law enforcement training for local law enforcement officers to prevent and student violence locks lighting and other deterrent measures technology for expedited notification of local law enforcement and other measures that provide a significant improvement in security like, written in the letter of the Stop Violence Act law right. is you have to spend this on <laughs> stupid fucking technology. Ugh. And it, I bet they, like, in their minds, they get, like, a they they pass this off as, oh, no one got shot? Must because they're afraid because we have our doors. Yes. That, oh, I did forget to address, like, that psychological mm-hmm. belief. Fundamentally, I'm coming from a different place of, like, people are not deterred by the presence of fucking locked doors yeah. because school shootings have not gone down. Yeah. This yeah. industry is three point whatever billion dollars, mm-hmm. but we have not seen an active decrease. So clearly something yeah. is not working. Right, yeah. It's like the amount of money that is being funneled into mm-hmm. like this industry is not having a result that the mm-hmm. industry is like advertising it will provide. Exactly. It was some uh, this Stop Violence Act doled out like eighty million in twenty twenty two or something, and this is in a country where, according to the National Association of School Nurses, only about forty percent of all U.S. schools have a full time nurse, thirty five percent of a part time nurse, and twenty five percent have no nurse at all. Like, <laughs> and this is what we're fucking spending our money on. Yeah, I use the nurse as a random example of like perhaps misplaced priorities. Mm-hmm. I was say, there's no school nurse at some schools. At twenty five percent of schools in this country. My of schools don't have a nurse. Yeah, That's my, my high school was attached to a middle school, uh, and both buildings shared a nurse. Wow! Yikes! So there was one nurse for about four thousand kids. <sighs> Bloody no central population. <laughs> that nurse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! She was so done. Like <laughs> every every too. resource, every recess, every skin knee. Oh. My girl was going through it. Oh my god! Every time a, a I'm kid, le- <laughs> yeah, I'm every time a kid leaves <laughs> class because their period hurts too bad, that was me in high school. <laughs> I was like, I want to go home. It hurts too bad, and she'd be like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, Lord, oh, that's Lord. like Nurse Joy. Oh, very that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, misplaced priorities, perhaps. I'm not a parent or a children's educator, but I hope I've at least tried to make a case that all of this tech is. Again, security theater. And I hope what is emerging is reasonable skepticism that throwing money at the problem, especially in this way, is not the solution to this deep cultural sickness. Again, my worldview already going in was that Mm. like softer things like extracurriculars or like more Mm. safe places to play or, you know, lunches, (laughs) like literal food. It all contributes to a better culture with less violence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, deeply unimaginative to assume that this carceral militarized idea of schooling is going to result in a better outcome. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if anything, it would make it worse because it would make school less fun. Yeah. 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 It is weird just like. Everywhere, like violence in general, the the issue is it need everything that is anti-violence needs to be preventative. But like, mm. I don't know, I just don't understand. We have all the numbers in the world to back it up, but yeah. people are still like, no, it needs to be reactionary. Yes, 
I'm like, what? what? Why? 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 Why, Why do people is- forget science exists? Oh, they, they because science sometimes doesn't feel real. Like, yeah. like hmm. no, like preventative. I can't touch science. Exactly. but I can touch a door. <laughs> Ex- no, like literally, literally that. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I have this feeling. What can I do right now to make this feeling go away forever? Yeah. And I can't like shame people for that. You know, right. like I, I'm not mad about it. It's just yeah. like, uh, yeah. I guess this podcast yeah. is an attempt to perhaps you know. Argue you would just think after decades, this has been going on. Like, wh- like when does this became popular? Like a popular conversation in like the nineties, right? ninety nine Columbine. Yeah, like every single source is like, yeah, this is because you of Columbine. You wouldn't think that decades later we wouldn't have just maybe have opened our minds a little bit to, hey, maybe what we're doing is not working. Yeah, that, like I'm saying, it's like, oh, why isn't it fixed already? Kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If yeah. this is gonna work, why isn't it done? Yeah, I think I remember reading an article a while ago that's like. I don't know if it was Australia or New Zealand, but they had mm. one mass shooting and then they banned all combat weapons for sale to the public. Mm. And then they just haven't had one since. Yeah. Mm. You know, there are some schools that are talking about like making like mandatory firearm training for teachers. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. So they would have a gun in every classroom. Yeah, technically. <laughs> oh. That'll fix well, I think sure. I think a teacher could opt out um, in some cases and be a weenie. Yeah, but then they yeah they'd be the weenie of the school. Yeah, that that teacher's not being popular. It's like, no. ah. and then it's like, well, do they find reasons to fire them? It opens up a lot of different complications. Right. And like, people don't want to be teachers because they get to hold a gun. No. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, let's look at the relatively cheaper side of school shooting safety. Okay. If you have this technology, people need to know how to use it. If you don't have the technology, there need to be drills in place to keep students as safe as possible. And in this case, the number one training method in the country is ALICE. Are you guys familiar? No. no. Is it on Degrassi? Oh, I'm so... <laughs> Alice stands for alert, lockdown. Oh, fuck. What does the I stand for? It's like isolate. I don't know. Counter, evacuate. Um, Counter is the controversial part of the Alice training method, which again is number one in the United States, where students are meant to learn that they need to throw staplers, books, whatever, to distract the shooter and counter the shooter's ability to commit the mass shooting, including, at times, teaching students that they need to charge the what? shooter and take him down because there's more of them and not and not of the shooter. They're telling them to bring a a, a book to a gunfight. <laughs> that what? Knowledge is power, Blue. You, if I threw a book at someone and they don't instantly die, I'd be like, "Well, you're gonna shoot me." Because I just I really miscalled this one. <laughs> Try War and Peace. That should be. The <laughs> or like one of those yeah. giant textbooks that you have to cover with like a, a ripped up grocery bag. You just have locked a memory inside of <laughs> me. What if like someone throws a book and it's like, "Oh wow, the biography of Malcolm X." <laughs> I should read this. You're right. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> gave like a cheesy thumbs up, <laughs> which really added to the joke. <laughs> also, uh, why kids can't throw things accurately? <laughs> Period. I yeah. we're okay. talking about this. This I, is not even like the main part of Alice. I wanted to talk about. Alice thinks all kids are Tom Brady out here. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Alice functions similarly to D.A.R.E. if you've ever listened yeah. to that episode. There's yeah. a central location that develops the curriculum. It's a thing they have to be paid to be certified in. And then local law enforcement officers are meant to distribute this information to schools as needed. As a result, Alice has a serious quality control problem. So not every single Alice training is like throw books at the at the. Shooter. Right, Some because the police officer that is like sent to the school to teach has might... fucking common sense. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of them really don't, though. No, no. Um, but well, before we even remotely get into that, I need to tell you about the co-founders of Alice. Okay, oh, no. <clears throat> the... is one of them or both of them named Alice? No. Okay. N- uh, one of them's named Alan. No. <laughs> right. I do kind of hope they're a gay couple. Ah, I think it would be fun. I think they're fuck. I think they've explored each other's bodies. Yeah. Alan Hill is an ex SWAT team member from North Richland Hills, Texas. I'm going to read extensively from a court document. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a testimony of I believe her last name is Shelton. Mm. Quote, during my SWAT training at North Richland Hills Police Department, I vividly recall three occasions when Alan Hill acted in a manner that I would describe as being too quick to fire his weapon. Whoa. While at a SWAT twa- training exercise in Watuga, Texas, performing a mock entry into an abandoned home, Alan Hill fired his weapon when the training scenario did not call for the <gasps> shot to be fired. Afterwards, during the debriefing, Sergeant Wallace and Sergeant Slinkard questioned Hill for shooting because they did not set up the scenario to pose mm. a threat. Alan Hill told two supervisors that he perceived a threat. He persistently defended his actions while the supervisors maintained the position that the scenario was not set up to pose a threat. During SWAT training exercises at Carswell Air Force Base, inside the abandoned on-base housing, I observed Alan Hill fire his weapon on at least two more occasions that did not call for shots to be fired. Um, Sergeant Wallace questioned Alan Hill for shooting when the situation didn't call for it. Alan Hill never backed down, never admitted that his actions might have been incorrect. Separately, fall of 99. Randy Cole claims that in the fall of 1999, he was pulled over by Hill for allegedly making an illegal lane change. Not sure what that means. <laughs> like, did you just go too fast? Or, oh, maybe he, like, was, turned did left. Did cross the, a double line or something? It must have been that. Signal? I yeah. He stated that Hill became very angry during the course of the stop, pounded on Cole's window, threatened to take him to jail, ordered him out of his car, and made him lean up against the car with the hands behind his back. After the incident, Cole filed a complaint against Hill, met with... And Hill met with Shockley to discuss his behavior. Cole allegedly complained to Shockley and another individual uh, that Hill was a, quote, rogue cop, behaved like a psycho, and was going to kill somebody. Oh. This omen, without getting too macabre, uh, did turn out to be true because he did, in fact, kill somebody. What? During a no-knock warrant, within 1.8 <gasps> seconds of entering a house of somebody allegedly, like, uh, growing and distributing marijuana, 1.8 seconds, he did shoot somebody dead. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, and I don't like. I really, I know way more details than that, but like, I don't want to focus on that because mm. it's just like. And then he was like, "Okay, I'm going to turn around and change my career, and I'm going to." No, here's what happened during the trial. So, like, this is a, declared a wrongful shoot, right? You know, like, he used excessive force at yeah. trial. It's about to get, and there's insane. like documentation that he's just kind of a trigger happy dude. Mm-hmm. Um. His supervisor got qualified immunity, but he was sued for excessive force. During discovery at the trial, the prosecuting team uncovered the following about sexual harassment. <gasps> Hill, wow. Hill intentionally exposed himself during the snapping of a team photograph at SWAT training exercises in Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. What? Shockley and Wallace failed to take adequate disciplinary action, failed to remove Hill from the SWAT team, and ordered the photographs be destroyed. <gasps> Thus, they reinforced the view that he sanctioned a code of silence among his police officers. The alleged exposure incident cannot be passed off as irrelevant or as insignificant horseplay. Indecent exposure is a crime, and when committed at work, it may also constitute sexual harassment. Shelton swears that Hill exposed himself at the SWAT tre- team training session, and Hill's habit of exposing himself at work other times was so well known that he earned the nickname Peeny. 
Oh, no. <laughs> no. So after all of this comes to trial, he um, quits the, I think he quits the force fired. I actually can't remember. Um, and then he's like, I'm out of a job. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, my God. I'm going to found a thing that becomes the most common training method to fight against school shootings in yeah. the country of the United States of America. You know, what I love about the police is nothing. <laughs> I, I love that this dude is like, let me just do all the things that people hate about cops. All at once, too. Yeah. Like, that is truly a All at once, and then turn around and tell cops what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So Greg Crane is the other co-founder. He was also on this SWAT team. He was at dinner with Alan and each of their wives on Christmas Eve in 2005-ish when they came up with Alice. And they called the company Response Operations. Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. I know. Like, what terrible Christmas Eve conversation. Jesus, God. <laughs> right? Old Peeny here. <laughs> Which I will be. Ref- I don't know why I haven't referred to him Peeny, as Peeny. hug your wife. Peeny, go to sleep. Jesus Christ. Peeny, was landscaping not a viable option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take, a, other? take up roofing. You get to shoot a staple gun as many times what? as you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's other career options out there. Because, again, I say this as somebody who truly believes in restorative justice. Like, I think there is a world in which he is reintegrated into society, but we do not have any infrastructure or any mm-hmm. sort no. of way to no. do that for him. However, like... It's baffling to me that he goes back into, like, law enforcement adjacent Like, you just went to court and had everybody tell you that what you were doing was wrong. Excessive violence. Like, indecent exposure. (laughs) You're like, I want to found a thing where I'm around kids and, like, teaching them violence and responses to violence. Teach them to be more like me because everybody else is clearly wrong and I am doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing that warrants me... Being shunned like this. Peeny. <laughs> and actually, I like Peeny as a nickname. I think it's good for me. Like, what is... Peeny's one of those cops in, like, those Saw movies, so you think it's, like, just kind of a bumbling idiot, but it's actually... Then he gets trapped in one of those murder traps, and you're like, well, Peeny actually did a ton of shit. <laughs> now Peeny's got to go through glass to get a key or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate Saw. I'll say that. Quote, it wasn't long before the company's methods started to raise concerns. In 2006, a video made by the company, which was still doing business as response operations, aired on local television. It showed children throwing objects at an a- actor posing as an armed intruder, then attacking him. Parents contacted the school, alarmed at what they saw. The district sent a letter home to its 8,500 families. We need to stress that Burleson Independent School District does not, nor will we ever support, teaching our students to attack an intruder, the letter read. It was signed by 10 of the district's 11 school principals. The only one who didn't sign was the co-founder's wife, Lisa, then the head of Norwood Elementary. Whoa. Right? No. This is like a deep sickness. (laughs) This is rough. Nepotism? I guess. Alice is a Nepo baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Hill and Crane eventually... Oh, I'm sorry. Peeny and Crane, the co-founder. Wait, Peeny Peeny is married to a principal? (laughs) No, the co-founder is married to a principal. Peeny is married to the other woman who was at Christmas Eve dinner, (laughs) just like shooting the shit (laughs) at these ideas. Um, So Peeny and Crane fell out of contact in the late 2000s, and Crane has since distanced himself from Hill. But he continues to be an important part of the company. I still can't believe being like a SWAT team trainee and then just being like, oh, there goes Peeny. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is 
for other cops to be reporting cops for being too excessive, yeah. like, especially during SWAT trainings, which is like already the most excessive training that anybody can ever receive. Like you're going days without sleep. Mm. Is that how SWAT training works? I literally don't know. I, I, I think it's like military training, but like stepped up. Oh, Damn. I actually did know that. It was founded, like SWAT teams were, I think, founded by Daryl Gates, who was the police chief of the LAPD for a while. Oh, I know for yeah. a fact. Well, that's not funny. He thought that there needed to be special teams uh, for more serious crimes, like, like a bank police, robbery. Yeah, police, but more. Like a bank robbery or like yeah. a really serious thing. So he was like, yeah, Daryl Gates fucking blows. Um, for other reasons. I mean, like for that reason and also other reasons. So uh, the Alice trainings can be pretty dark and pretty traumatizing. Quote, this is a write up from the trace.org quote in January, 2019, a group of teachers knelt against a wall at Meadow Lawn Elementary School in Indiana while posing or while, while police posing as armed gunmen shot plastic pellets into their backs. What? Waiting outside the teacher's colleagues could hear screaming and the Indiana state teachers association said that, before they were brought into the room four at a time and the shooting process was repeated. What is that supposed to do? I don't know. What this is, is that supposed to do? This is just more fear mongering. Right? Yeah, like... This is like, more well, psychological well, fucking warfare. When you, get, exact when you get shot, it's gonna hurt? Like, what? Yeah, like, it will hurt to see your teachers die in front of you yeah, execution what style? The fuck? You got at the exact point that I was getting at mm. and I appreciate that you've just circled it all the way back, which mm. is just like, even the trainings like feed into this culture of fear that then right. funds, you know, it, it, it accelerates the market, yeah. shall we say. Mm-hmm. Because then, of course, the teachers are going to be like, well, I don't want to go through that again, so I guess I will buy the door. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> or, like, the, the students go home and tell their parents about it, and they're yeah. like, oh, God, <laughs> you know? Um, Jesus, fucking Christ on the cross. Um, training is a big business, uh, training is big business in the for-profit market, and Alice options can be pricey. A 2018 contract for the Elizal Union School District in California showed a total cost of $32,000 over three years for services including online Alice training for all That's more than a kid! It's, it's literally more than a kid. Well, it's over three years, though, so it's 10 k a year. Okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um... And a two-day train-the-trainer program for district officials. Becoming a certified Alice instructor, meanwhile, costs between six to seven hundred, six hundred to seven hundred dollars. Oh, what? And I mean, like circling it all the way back, there is no data to prove whether or not Alice works. As studying actual shooter situations and test shooter situations is next to impossible. I don't want to get too far into this as it could be like Alice related or not, but there's two examples of students like actually charging shooters who have been Uh Alice trained and then dying. You know, oh my God. they've been posthumously lionized, one of whom certainly against his father's will. And I don't think it's academically rigorous to analyze such limited data, but there's certainly a layer that could potentially be folded in of like, yeah. it's bad to teach kids to charge the shooter. And then yeah. they yeah. do, you know. Because, um, like, oh, man. Yeah. So there's no data on, like, whether or not Alice works or not. Um, but there is data that it's like, this is deeply traumatizing to students. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's there. Um, you know, I had a whole thing. I'm, I'm tired, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I had this whole thing about how schools are also... Um, Alice is part of this company called Navigate 360. Alice is, like, the main mm-hmm. um, thing. Navigate 360 is a tech company that also has a product called Social Sentinel, which... <laughs> 
is a service you can purchase to scrub all of your students' public social media to see if there's any like rising threats of violence. No. Oh my <laughs> God. Big yes, that is actually a thing that we do. And you do it covertly, like we don't know who has a contract where or whatever. Um, it's been criticized because you are able to use it to look up words like protest, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. whatever. If you're like a college campus and then maybe like be able to respond a before any sort of protest happens or do a punishment before the protest happens. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's like one piece it's of criticism like about censorship. I mean, yeah, um, it's not censorship. It's surveillance mm-hmm. because it doesn't censor any of this. It's like, <laughs> just so you guys know, snitching, it's snitching. <laughs> um, I want to do a surveillance uh, in a different episode because I feel infoed out and can't even get into this <laughs> shit. But that's also part of like the school shooting cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing? You guys seem deflated. <laughs> I feel deflated because also I'm thinking about how the perception of like what fairness and like justice and like a kid's idea Mm. of what they are able to like change in the world Mm. is like different than I think like how parents and adults see it. And so like, I'm just imagining a world where a kid is told during a training, you know, if like a bad guy comes, then like it's your job to stop them. Mm -hmm. And a kid and like groups of children, like really internalizing that information and then not understanding the power of like a gun. Maybe I'm revealing like my own cultural sickness, but like as someone who lives in the United States, this is something I've fantasized about. Like I remember fantasizing about this as a child. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop a school shooter. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm brave enough. I know I will stand up. Right. For that. Like it's it's like the are you brave enough? Mm-hmm. Right. I that I think like during childhood, like I don't think I ever had that idea. But mm-hmm. like you know, it's like the superhero like. Thing, yeah. Right. I thought if I could, I could talk someone out of it. Mm. I've thought about that. Three different perspectives, three mm. genders. <laughs> <laughs> that joke crushed at brunch, but it did it not did. crush here. <laughs> so I, this does feel like something that, like, I don't know, if someone wanted to do like a lawsuit against us, I feel like a good lawyer could win. Actually, they were considering a lawsuit in that Indiana school, and then uh, I guess decided against it, or maybe they settled or something. Um, well, it is Indiana. I, I, that's a lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't have enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because co- they spent it all <laughs> on the, on the, on the gas. <laughs> the company claims to have trained staff at more than five thousand five hundred K through twelve school districts and Jesus. at nine hundred institutions of higher education, with more and more clients signing up for Alice each day. Um, oh, fuck. Here's the acronym. It stands for Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, and Evacuate. I forgot what the I was. I, I, I didn't need to say that. <laughs> that was just for me. <laughs> alert and inform sound a little bit similar, but I get it. You got to stay alert. Got to be informed. Yeah, you got to be informed. I get it. The company insists that simply locking down a classroom and waiting for help, which is a passive response, will increase your chances of dying. Bitch! No. If you don't, I'll smack the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Survival is not a passive response. Yeah. Yeah. Ass. Literally ass. This is ass. (laughs) This is fucking ass. So with any industry, there's plenty of room to say that there are bad actors with bad intentions. Mm -hmm. In this one, I can clearly see a trend of good good intentions. 
here or like mm. a parent who starts a company yeah. and is like I'm terrified for my children yeah. this is what's in my control and I just started this thing like my small woman owned business of Kevlar hoodies <laughs> 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 to like sincerely make an effort to protecting my child's life right. and the lives of children around um, so I'm not trying to you know put down that sort of idea even the worst actors were bad like I understand that there is a place of sincerity and whatever here, but this is just not it. (laughs) Yeah, no. This is what, like, paranoia looks like in a capitalist society. Mass paranoia, yeah. Where, like, the only feasible solution that is easily accessible in people's heads who are, like, indoctrinated into a culture of consumption is to consume about it. Mm. Whoa. I did not even think about that. I'm serious. That's real. <laughs> Snaps. Oh, well. Yeah, so once again, I said I'm all info out, so I'm sort of toward the end of this episode, which, what a bad idea of me to put that Alice thing so late, because <laughs> I kind of thought the peeny thing was going to crush, and then I was like, this is not going well. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> um, good old peeny. Good old peeny here. You know, peeny is probably a bad actor <laughs> for bad reasons. Yeah. Um, but it is clear in a lot of it that a lot of this is a grift right a lot yeah. of this is people it's a scam trying to make money off of mm-hmm. a thing that is kind of a fucking cash cow right yeah. now like the- <sighs> <sighs> however yeah i think the point of this episode or what i'm trying to do is extend an empathetic um olive branch to say like have you considered that throwing money at technology that doesn't work is not going to solve this problem right you know yeah you and that journalist from the wall street post or or the washington (laughs) post are really they're cunts over the washington (laughs) post i'm telling you i'm being way less cunty about it i will say (laughs) so everyone imagine being a journalist that's like out there talking to these people yeah It's baffling to me. I actually can't imagine being a journalist talking to these people. <laughs> Be like, oh. like having to do that and also listen to Jimmy Buffett while eating the <laughs> bacon wrapped meatball. <laughs> oh, that, can you imagine the toilets at that place? <laughs> oh. I mean, bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> there have to there have to be demonstrations for the bucket in the room. <laughs> there can be a hundred buckets in the room. Jesus Christ. All right, so what do you two make of all this? We're at the conclusion uh, era of this podcast. I have been outside of, like, the kind of school environment where you do drills Mm. long enough to not really consider how they have changed and, like, evolved into this industry. Like, it's like a a ceremonial thing, Mm -hmm. almost. Um, Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like... Yeah, it, it well, first of all, I didn't realize that they weren't the same everywhere, mm-hmm. like the kinds of drills that people were doing and what those drills looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I am curious now to like learn more about like my friends' experiences and younger people's experiences. I considered having a young person on this podcast, but I was like, I don't know anyone under the age of like 22. <laughs> Real. It's not bad, though. Yeah, no, I'm not friends with teenagers. I don't know where they are. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to sing a song. Okay. okay. Bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to pull up the lyrics? <laughs> Bullet was on their phone, and I was like, oh man, like they're going to pull up like, this really like sincere poem or like a dedication to a friend, or they're going to play like an audio clip. <laughs> Nothing to lose. <laughs> fire away, fire away. <laughs> 
Ricochet. <laughs> you took your aim. Sing it. Fire away. Fire away. You shoot me down, <laughs> but I won't fall. I'll take you. I just want to sing that. Needed the lyrics for it and everything. <laughs> is Sia canceled? Need to make sure I got it right. Sia is canceled for Sia. making that film about an autistic Big child. Die. Yeah. 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 She fucked up. She fucked around. Found out. Yeah. She found out. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's your conclusion. <laughs> that's also you'll know why that's important if you um do do something that we talked about earlier. Hello. I spoil it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't remember what you're talking yeah, about. Neither do I. You can say it on the mic. You're gonna I, have to spoil I'll it. cut it. If you see Megan, you'll know why that's important. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I guess let's all go watch Megan. Yeah, that's the that's the conceit of this episode. <laughs> that's the takeaway. This whole thing was an ad for Megan. Go see a movie. Go have fun good. with your friends. This is the gay event of the year. <laughs> I um I think the last, <laughs> the last thing I was gonna say is that um, Sarah used to work at this nonprofit that was like all about um, like running. It wasn't about running. It was about like physical education and activity. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes in areas where there's not a lot of like outside room for kids to play. Mm-hmm. And the linkages, like you were talking about earlier, Blue, mm-hmm. to like I- simple things like that, where it's like going outside and doing whatever, like having more social emotional learning, doing whatever, like having more friendships, more people you connect with, more like outlets for stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are so many nonprofits or other like groups doing work like that that I would encourage you to check out um, because all of this is connected. Like, you, it doesn't need to be like a. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't need to be like a stop gun violence now nonprofit mm-hmm. that you're spending all your time and energy into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think the power of seeing gun violence as a public health problem is mm-hmm. that it enables that kind of expanded worldview of understanding how complicated the human experience is and how it's not like a one to one straight road yeah. from like. Um, being sad to having a gun and being at school yeah. and shooting the gun. Like yeah. it's, it's, mo- it's mm-hmm. more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, it's always just like a, it's a symptom of an issue. It's, a, it's something that st- comes from something bigger and that's all health related. Whoa. Yeah. Take care of your health, y'all. Take care of your health. All right. And see Megan. You only got one health. <laughs> and Megan has a limited run in theaters. <laughs> Fill up yeah. that HP bar now. Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been Busted Business Bureau. If you like Gang. if you like this podcast, you can donate at patreon.com slash busted biz bureau. These episodes take me so fucking long to write. You have no idea. So I want to have less jobs, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys have anything you want to plug before we go up? You, I was gonna let you go first. Oh, I have nothing to plug. Oh, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I guess I'll end it. Um, hey, hey, shout out to me. Um, Listen to Blender's music. Yeah, I got some. I got some new music coming in Friday the Thirteenth. Ooh, you know yeah. I don't know like when this will be soon. out. But, oh. You know, Blender Blue on Spotify. If you got title, you know, title two. Um, and you know, the YouTube channel is coming back around. I'm not gonna promise you when. <laughs> it's coming back. All right. And that's been Busted Business Bureau. Have a great day, everybody. Peace yeah. out. Bye. Love you. Niggas. Can keep it in? Is oh, that allowed? I'm keeping that in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just want to see if I can do it. <laughs>